It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time. Welcome to the show. Ready to talk about the depth chart at the tight end position. And for the first time in a long time, it's got a little bit more interesting because the 49ers have went out and got some young rookies that have a lot of potential to develop into some big-time players for the 49ers and some potential depth behind George Kittle. We've seen the consistent faces behind George Kittle over the last several years. And part of that is Ross Dwelly. He's been here since Kittle's uh, been here almost. That 2019 scene, uh, 19 season, Dwelly comes onto the scene. And, you know, he really got a lot of people's attention with how he played. It was just shortly after that they drafted Charlie Warner. And that's kind of been the you know, tight end room uh, consistently over the last couple of years, especially the 49ers have brought in other guys, you know, to potentially fill in or, or add to this tight end room, whether that was adding Tyler Croft in 2022, or even having Jordan Matthews try to transition from wide receiver to tight end. And then you of course had the Jordan Reed experiment in 2020 as well. and never quite worked out, but Kyle definitely had a specific idea for what he wanted to do at the tight end position with Jordan Reed and George Kittle together, that power slot role that Reed was going to be able to fill was going to be big for the 49ers in that season. Of course, injuries blew the whole thing up. Jordan Reed ends up retiring at the end of the year, and we never really got to see Kyle's plan come to fruition. So 2020, it just didn't work out, and now the 49ers are moving in a new direction, bringing in some young blood to compete with Charlie Warner, Ross Dwelly, and a player that they had around the the team last year, Troy Fumagalli. So I'm going to go through the depth chart, talk about where it sits right now, how I expect it to change during training camp, and what exactly the 49ers can expect from a tight end room that now has some veterans who have skill and some young rookies who may have a ton of potential and skill to change this tight end room you know, for the foreseeable future. George Kittle's 29 years old. He's not over the hill. He's still got a lot of good years left but the 49ers potentially starting to build for a future that you know could be without George Kittle or at least a George Kittle that doesn't play up to his prime years like he has over the last couple. So it's a, it's a fun one. And because George Kittle is the number one tight end, he's definitely, uh, he's the number one tight end in the NFC, could be the number one tight end in the NFL, and for sure he's the number one tight end for the 49ers. Everything that George Kittle does for this offense is absolutely spectacular from his blocking, his catching, his running, his fearing nothing. Uh, that's right. I had to wear the shirt for this episode because George Kittle is the epitome of a all-around tight end in the NFL. He does it all uh, from you know the way he blocks in line, uh, the the fact that he you know can catch the ball at a high rate. He's good after the after the catch. He sets the tone with energy. He just consistently makes big plays. And even when he's not involved with the ball in his hand, he's still inspiring teammates and making blocks and things that help the other 
members of his football team. So George Kittle is just a cut above everyone else. He sets the tone, and he is why the 49ers have to build a stable foundation behind him because when he's not on the field, and it's inevitable that he's going to miss some snaps during a football season, you have to have capable backups. One of the things the 49ers have ran into over the last couple of years is you might have Charlie Warner to come in, and he can handle George Kittle's blocking responsibilities, but then he's a little bit of a struggle in the passing game. Then you bring in Ross Dwelly, and he can do some things in the passing game, but then struggles a little bit in the blocking game. I think the 49ers are looking for that balance. I think that's where they've went with these two young cats that they're bringing into the fold. Number two on the depth chart right now is Charlie Warner. I think Charlie Warner's ability to block is something Kyle values at a high level. You can bring him in in goal line situations, and he can run all the you know run plays you want to you want to run. He can lead block. He can wham block. Uh, he can reach uh, defensive ends. He's very skilled blocker. Just like we talked about, some struggles in the passing game, which may end up catching up to him. You know, during this training camp, if he can't continue to improve in his route running, catching the football, his yards after the catch, I don't think it ever developed to the level they believed. I don't think they ever thought it was going to be something special like George Kittle, but I think they thought they were going to get a stable and steady number two tight end that they could count on to go in there, catch a couple footballs a game, block very well. And so far that hasn't panned out, whether that was just, you know, Charlie Warner struggling uh, to catch the football or just not having quarterbacks that can consistently get him the ball. It just hasn't worked out. So I do think Charlie Warner hasn't quite lived up to expectations of what the 49ers thought he was going to be for this offense. So he is definitely vulnerable for that number two spot. The reason he comes into camp with the number two spot, the 49ers feel comfortable with what he's done in the past. He's been on this roster for the last couple of years, and I think he's going to set the tone for what someone has to do to overtake him on the depth chart. It can be done, but you have to go prove it. Uh, it's definitely a meritocracy. So if you prove it on the field, you're going to move ahead of the players ahead of you. But when you have an understanding of the offense, you can do everything they want you to do then you are definitely higher on the depth chart. And I think that's where Charlie Warner's at right now. The way he's able to block is significant enough so that if the 49ers decided to keep four tight ends, it wouldn't surprise me. That's how good Charlie Warner is as a blocker. And it was just last year that the 49ers released Tyler Croft and then brought him back shortly after they made some other roster moves and they carried four tight ends on their roster. So the 49ers have... You know, six tight ends, they could potentially be carrying four for this upcoming season. I think they'd like it to be three, but we'll get into that more as we go through. Number three on the depth chart right now heading into training camp is going to be Ross Dwelly. Dwelly has been with the 49ers for six years, and so he's well-equipped in Kyle Shanahan's offense. He understands everything he's supposed to do. What we saw last year from Dwelly was a little bit of a regression from him just not even being able to be active for games. The 49ers elected to go with more Warner, Croft, Kittle as the three tight ends, and a lot of times Ross Dwelly wasn't available. Uh, that was a clear sign to me that Charlie Warner was ahead of Ross Dwelly on the depth chart, and I think most understood that because of Ross Dwelly struggling blocking, the, blocking uh, in run game and even in pass protection when he was asked to do so. 
Uh, Dwelly does have some versatility, though, that the 49ers like. He's able to play in line. He's able to be a move tight end. They also have used him as a fullback in cases where Kyle Juszczyk was either hurt or unavailable. Ross Dwelly would do that. So there is a lot to like about Dwelly and his versatility within Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think after 2019, we were all expecting Ross Dwelly to ascend into the number two tight end you know, for a consistent basis behind George Kittle. And what we saw is that just wasn't the case. Uh, Ross Dwelly had a little bit of a regression in his blocking. He wasn't capable of getting open as easy as he was in 2019. And we just have seen a steady regression of Ross Dwelly since 2019. So the 49ers have looked to upgrade this tight end position. We talked about it with Jordan Reed in 2020. Uh, he was supposed to be an addition to Ross Dwelly at that point. But then later on, the 49ers moved, tried to get bring in Charlie Warner to block. Uh, and now two young tight ends. So Dwelly is definitely on the bubble to make this roster. And the guys right behind him have the opportunity to take his spot for sure. Number four is Cameron Latu, uh, the new rookie draft pick out of Alabama, third round pick. And the only reason that Latu is coming in at four is because he's a rookie and he hasn't quite learned this offense all the way. Of course, they went through install and the things that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have said about Latu uh, definitely illustrate his intelligence and understanding this 49er scheme should be something he should be able to pick up. But there is a transition going from college tight end to NFL tight end. The other part of it is him switching positions in college puts a, him a little bit behind the eight ball as far as learning you know, the, the route concepts, learning getting in and out of his breaks and the technique. But the level of talent is through the roof. The dude is big. He's physical. He's fast. He's got a lot of talent that made the 49ers think that they need to pull the trigger in the third round. I like Cameron Latu and what he'll be able to add to this 49ers offense. I wonder when it comes. If it happens in year one, that's spectacular. That means he's going to help take the 49ers offense to a whole nother level with his ability to get open and also to play the power slot. I think there's a real role for him. If you go back, I put out a video on Cameron Latu and how he's going to change the 49ers offense. You can go back and check that out. It's a really good one because Latu is a very interesting prospect. I think that he could jump over Ross Dwelly and get onto this 49ers roster because those two guys are going to be in direct competition because of the skill set that they have. Neither one right now is very good at blocking. They're both improving. Uh, but I think that Cameron Latu is bigger. He's physical, more physical. And he's learning the position, so he has more upside. He's just got to go in there and prove that he can go out there and play consistently. And I think the ability of him to play in the slot as a power slot compared to Ross Dwelly is definitely on the size, side of Latu. Uh, so I think Cameron Latu will move up this board pretty rapidly during training camp as long as he understands you know, what he's learned in, in minicamp and OTAs as far as the install, understanding the base offenses, but also knowing about the formation changes, the motions, the shifts, the blocking. There's a lot to learn in Kyle Shanahan's offense, and that is the one thing that he's got to overcome. But the physical tools are there. The mental gifts are there. Them talking about his recall means he's going to be able to handle learning this offense. The question is, when will that click in? Does it click in training camp? Does it click in the preseason? 
Or are we week four, week five, when it finally clicks and it's like, oh, here's Cameron Latu. And do the 49ers take a chance on Latu and only have three tight ends, knowing that maybe he hasn't learned that level yet? Of course, if he has, uh, then it's, you know, let's go get it. Let, let Latu go make something happen. Number five is going to be Braden Willis. And even though I believe Braden Willis is more refined right now, the Cameron Law to his understanding of playing tight end uh, is definitely in his favor. He's a better blocker. Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. I think Law 2 overall is just a tremendous talent. So I think these guys could easily be 4A and 4B. I think they're coming in with an even playing field. I don't think the fact Willis was drafted in the seventh round and Law 2 was drafted in the third round is going to play into this too much. I think that they saw both of these guys in rounds three through five and thought they were tremendously talented. The fact they were able to get their hands on both of them, I think just is something very impressive about this 49ers front office. The thing about Willis is he's going to have the ability to do everything you want a tight end to do, maybe in day one, as long as he understands this offense. Because he can be a move tight end. He's a good inline blocker. He's good at getting open. And according to him, he would run a 4-6-40, which is tremendously fast for a tight end his size. The 49ers get two young bucks that could definitely do some damage for their team. And these two young guys could be the future at the position, and the future could be as soon as now. If both of them live up to the potential and the ability that they have, they could overtake the two players in front of them and become tight ends two and three in whichever order that, that is. And that means that Kyle Shanahan has two young studs behind George Kittle. Because like we mentioned before, the goal is to have guys that you don't know if they're blocking or if they're passing on each play. Balance is what you need. Right now, if one guy's in, it's more likely to be a blocking running uh, play or a screen play if Charlie Warner's in. If Ross Dwelly's in, it's more likely to be something to where he's going out for a pass. So I think right now the 49ers would love to have more balance where you don't know if it's play action or if you don't you know, or if it's a run. I think Braden Willis gives you that right away, and I think it wouldn't take long for Cameron Latu to figure it out as well. If the blocking is there and the understanding of the offense is there, both these guys are physically gifted uh, and good enough blockers to be able to handle playing tight end two and three. And boy, would that change the 49ers offense. And what an upgrade. That way, when George Kittle comes out on a break, you can throw in either one of these guys 
And plus, not to mention the type of two and three tight end sets you could play around with where both of them are excellent blockers. Uh, they could stay in. George Kittle could go out. And, of course, that is assuming that Cameron Latu develops as a blocker, of course. Number six on the list is Troy Fumagalli. And Fumagalli is a definite uh, balanced tight end. He he catches the ball at a pretty good rate. He's a very physical blocker. And he is a guy that just likes to get after it. He's got a lot of effort behind his play. He's just a very well-oiled uh, player. The question is, does he have enough talent to be able to overtake the players in front of him? He didn't have the talent last year to overcome Tyler Croft, Charlie Warner, or Ross Twelly. So I think Fumagalli's there. He's going to be a, a nice sounding board for these young players. He's going to help show them how to do it. But I think he's also there just in case there's an injury that the 49ers need to overcome. Plus, you just want to make sure you have enough players at the position to get those reps during training camp. You have to make sure you have six to eight tight ends. Uh, it's it's They're going to be catching footballs. You don't want these guys wearing out. So you just need the volume of player for the reps. And Fumagalli is a good player for that. He's a good individual. He's intelligent and smart. Uh, so he fits in nice at the bottom part of this depth chart. So to review, of course, George Kittle is number one tight end. Ross Dwelly going into training camp. And uh, I don't know if you've seen my other videos, but I explain this. It's just from a coaching perspective. This is how I see it. Charlie Warner will be number two now going into camp. This is how you slot him. It doesn't mean that's how it holds up during camp. The young guys could definitely take him. It also doesn't mean I think that Charlie Warner's more talented than the young guys, but they have to go prove it on the field. And so until then, you go with a veteran that understands your system. The young guys watch him do it in practice. And then slowly, if they develop, they start taking some of those reps and it becomes a real competition, especially building through training camp and into practices before preseason. And if they get to preseason and show out, that's when you can really start seeing them elevate up the depth chart. So Char Charlie Warner would be two. That's another reason Ross Dwelly's three. I think nipping on their heels is Cameron Latu and Brayden Willis. 4A, 4B. I think these guys are coming in on an equal playing field. Different types of tight ends, but definitely what Kyle would love to have within his offense. And I think at some point, they're going to put a real battle together to go after Charlie Warner and Ross Welly for those top two spots. And then the last guy on the list, the number six tight end, Troy Fumagalli, who we just spoke about, a veteran by every sense of the word, and a balanced player. He can run block. He can catch the football. Uh, so he's he's somebody that's nice to have as a sounding board for the young players, but also a guy that you could count on if there were injuries and a really nice depth piece. So the 49ers are sitting pretty comfortable right now at the tight end position. I think there's a lot of optimism about these young players. It's definitely going to produce some training camp battles. I can't wait to talk about those training camp battles in a little bit more detail coming up going to be a lot of fun but thank you guys so much for watching this episode there's lots of cool stuff over on patreon you can catch episodes of slightly offsides and you can also catch a couple of new episodes that me and horse put together they're going to be coming out on patreon there's also uh the ant hill show over there we've been going through the nfc west and breaking down position by position and ranking offense defense special teams and staff and the special teams and staff are still going to be coming out over the next week. You can find out how exactly we rank these players and who is the best in the NFC West. And uh, it's definitely all over the place. In some areas, certain teams are better. In other areas, they're not. 
Uh, the 49ers aren't number one in everything, and I think it's a fun conversation to have. So if, if you've thought about Patreon, it's available over there. Go check that out. Uh, new shows are coming out every week. But thank you guys so much for watching this episode. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. I'm on the push for 4K. Uh, and we'll get there pretty soon. And training camp is just around the corner. There's going to be plenty more content coming your way. But until then, stay safe and remember the right way is always the 49ers way.